0: Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In choosing who we wish to establish a deeply connected relationship with, one of the things we should consider is what we want from the prospective relationship. That is, our relationship goals. That important consideration is often ignored or downplayed in many new relationships, due in part to the temporary blindness that can come from new relationship energy, or NRE. In this episode, we'll consider some of the possible goals that we may set for a relationship. We'll also explore the importance of having good goal alignment between the two partners in a relationship. There are quite a few conceivable reasons for people to enter into a deeply connected relationship. Bear in mind that here, deeply connected means emotionally close, not necessarily committed. I offer the following three categories of potential goals. First, in the area of physical goals, one may want physical support or obtaining physical resources such as money, goods, or time. One might also want sexual and sensual opportunities. In the area of social goals, one might have an interest in companionship, one might also want acceptance, validation, or psychological support, and sharing a reality. And one might want social acceptance and recognition. And finally, emotional closeness, openness, and warmth or expressiveness, as well as feelings of connection. And in the area of environmental goals, one might want reduced uncertainty in life activities and outcomes, or latitude of choice, freedom, and alone time, or control over choices and decisions. Most people resonate with several, if not all, of the preceding list of goals. However, some people place greater value on some specific goals. Our personal adult attachment style can influence our choice and prioritization of relationship goals. Consider the following. Securely attached individuals believe in their self-worth, so they're able to comfortably reach out to others to satisfy their physical needs and to reciprocally support others. Such individuals place high value on companionship and emotional closeness, and they're open to accept and give social validation and acceptance. For those with an anxious attachment style, maintaining control is a major concern. People with that style are predisposed to perennially wonder about a partner's loyalty, trust, and caring. For anxiously attached individuals, intimate relationships can be uncertain and volatile. That suggests that such individuals may often have a concern over the reliability of their physical support. In the area of social goals, acceptance and validation may be hard for them to internalize, though they also crave acceptance. Trust in others, including intimate partners, can be weak, prompting a striving to maintain control and reduce uncertainties in life. And, for those with an avoidance style, independence is paramount, so trusting others for support or for physical intimacy can be challenging. Such individuals distrust or even fear intimacy, so they often discourage or reject emotional overtures from others. They may prefer relatively short-term and emotionally superficial relationships over deeper, long-term relationships. As a relationship evolves, the partner's goals for that relationship are likely to change. For example, it's unlikely that a newly-established couple will be thinking about living together at the outset. As the partners learn more about themselves and each other, that may motivate them to take additional steps. At some point, many loving couples do decide to live together or to otherwise increase their degree of connection and interaction. In a healthy relationship, as a couple draws more closely together, several things are likely to happen. The partners become more emotionally vested in one another. They trust each other more, become more relaxed with one another, and they feel increased emotional warmth between them. These changes underlie the popular notion of two becoming one, though of course a lot of fault can be found with that image. The partners can also make conscious decisions to commit themselves to one another. What that amounts to is the making of mutual promises, to look after each other's security, or an agreement as to a mutually desired future path, or the taking of other decisions that affect the couple's future. Because commitments involve making explicit or implicit promises, the committing partners voluntarily reduce their range of free choices for the sake of the couple's betterment. The partners thereafter must trust each other to follow through on their commitments. Also, the couple may decide to become nesting partners by establishing joint living arrangements. This doesn't necessarily happen with all committed couples, but it is commonplace. Nesting is a form of investment in the relationship since it usually requires one of the partners to give up their prior housing and move in with the other. That move can financially benefit both partners at the potential cost of a reduction in the freedom for the partner who is moving in. And for close couples, the partners can also invest in their relationship in other ways. For example, they may reduce or eliminate their outside romantic connections so as to focus on each other. They may also coordinate their work plans to facilitate whatever shared lifestyle they've chosen. The investment takes the form of decisions made to strengthen and increase the partner's focus on their relationship. When a couple commit to one another, they make decisions that affect them individually as well as in their coupled relationship. In transitioning from an uncommitted or dating relationship to a committed relationship, the following changes typically occur. In the area of emotional vesting, the depth of emotional connection usually goes from moderate to deep. In the area of commitment, the couple usually moves from little or no commitment, as dating individuals, to moderate to extensive commitment to each other. In the area of nesting arrangements, the unattached couple only rarely nests together whereas nesting becomes commonplace for committed couples. And in other areas of relationship investment, the partners usually move from minor investments such as exchanging payment for shared meals to major investments such as combining finances. Another way in which commitment can become complicated is in decisions made regarding sexual or emotional exclusivity. In traditional monogamous relationships, there is an underlying social assumption that when a couple become committed partners, they also become exclusive with one another. In polyamory, the notion of exclusivity becomes both more complicated and more elusive. Polyfidelitous partners choose to limit sexual activity to only be between members of that group. Sexual activity with outsiders is not permitted. Since polyamory is centered on the right of practitioners to love whoever they wish, both physically and emotionally, there is no direct poly analog for sexual exclusivity. However, polyamorous individuals can and often do make commitments to one another in the course of mutually negotiating what the partners want out of their relationship. That negotiation process might include reserving certain practices or experiences to share with only specific partners. For example, a particular poly couple may reserve dining in an especially mutually meaningful restaurant to be an exclusive right and practice for that couple. Similarly, a particular poly couple might agree to keep kissing as a practice that's special between them. As these examples suggest, exclusivity can indeed be a complicated thing in poly relationships. Setting relationship goals in polyamorous relationships uses the same process and goal categories as for monogamous relationships. There's just more nuance involved, reflecting the reality that poly relationships can affect a number of partners, not just one. In the category of physical support, poly partners are often fluid and creative, as well as generous-spirited, in supporting one another. The social goals within a poly relationship might distribute companionship across a set of partners with a partition of time and attention that reflects the closeness of the various relationships that exist within a polycule or a group of poly-related couples. The control of time allocation, decision-making, process, and individual privacy versus group sharing are all subject to negotiation between poly partners. Whatever relationship goals a couple decides on, and whatever process they use to arrive at those goals, the most important promoter of relationship health and longevity is good alignment between the partner's goals. As a trivial example, if both partners in a couple choose to pursue a demanding professional career that will leave little time for couple interaction, the resulting unsustainable time demands may prevent them from investing adequately in their relationship. As another example, If one partner desires a life of exciting travel with minimal household roots, while the other is a homebody who desires a well-settled home, the two will find it challenging to settle on a lifestyle that will be sufficiently satisfying to each of them. Especially in making decisions that touch on deeply held personal values or beliefs, it's wise for a committed couple to set relationship goals that reflect their common ground. Life presents us with sufficient, relationship-challenging wildcards that it's unwise to complicate a shared life by adopting goals that potentially take partners in different directions. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion, and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.